Have you ever been in a position where you are looking for something or you want to accomplish something so hard and so bad, but you just cannot seem to grasp it? It just seems to slip from you further and further away. The harder you try, the more you spend time on your on your knees, you just you just focus on all the time. And that is exactly what I did at times. But you know what I realized? It's not focusing on the stuff that I want, but it's really focusing on God himself to get into that close relationship with him. Because he knows, he knows what you need. He knows what I need. And the provision is already there. That's why he says, don't worry about the stuff. Seek first the kingdom. And what he's really saying, come to him. Get into that personal relationship with him on a daily basis. So this is what you're struggling with. Listen to this message. Don't just listen to my words, but listen behind the words. And you will get something to help you to get from where you are now to where you need to be and where you really want to get to. So just stay tuned until after the intro. Welcome to the Rise and Shine show where we help you to become the leader that you were born to be. The show is proudly brought to you by Sunshine Harvest and now... Let's move on to today's episode. Welcome to this uh, episode of the Rise and Shine show. And this morning I'm going to share with you a message that is very precious to my heart. Mainly because I have struggled with this for a long time. And what I just felt in my heart is to start sharing this message with you. So that you don't have to go through the same struggles that I went through because that's really what I believe what we are called to do that we can help each other to not having to go through the same stuff because in Ephesians 4 the uh, Paul the apostle specifically says that God gave specific gifts to the church and in that he names the fivefold ministry God gave pastors and teachers and apostles and prophets and these people are gifts to the body of Christ. And what we have done in this, we have taken these people, many times we've placed them in a pedestal and we've uh, ascribed certain duties and certain tasks to them that they have to do. And we, as so-called normal people, just normal Christians, if you wish, we can just sit back and relax so they have to do all the work and that is not what jesus said jesus for example he said in mark 16 to those who believe these attesting signs will follow and that's where he basically sent us out and he gave us the great commission Uh, so he's speaking to believers he's not speaking to these people and this is important for you and i to note because when you and I understand and that when we realize that God has got a specific purpose for your life, a specific purpose for my life, then it's very easy for us to understand that I've got a responsibility to do what God wants me to do. So it's not only for a few people, because it doesn't matter where you are, whether you're in business, 
whether you're in full-time ministry, you're in full-time ministry anyhow. So please get that um, thinking or change your thinking to the right way so that you can understand and so that you can know that you've got a specific purpose. Or rather, let me rather put it this way, God has got a specific purpose for you and for me. And that is what I'm going to share with you this morning and specifically around provision. Because for a long time, I've been struggling with this concept. And when I went to the Lord, I was specifically praying for provision. But then through teaching and through specific things that the Lord revealed to me through the word, I realized that he wants me to come to him, to have a personal relationship with him. And that's really the emphasis here this morning. I want you to grasp that Jesus Christ wants a specific and a very intimate personal relationship with you. That's why he gave you his spirit. So Jesus died, he rose and he promised, he said, when I go away, I will give you the comforter. I will give you the Holy Spirit. And he gave us his own spirit and his own spirit wants to live in you. And when you're born again, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. The fullness of the Godhead lives inside of you. Because he, um, Paul the Apostle also says, he says, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So you and I have a very special place in God's heart because God made you and I in his image, in his likeness. And that is why it's so precious for me to share this with you because I struggled with this concept and I uh, really trust that you will also uh, get to grasp that God doesn't want us to come to him for stuff. If you've got children, if they're little, it's fine. You know, when they come to you and they say, Mom, Dad, I want this. But when your children are grown up, you don't want them just to come and visit you to come and get some stuff from you. You want them to come to you, to have fellowship with you, and just visit with you and love you. That's really what it's, what it's all about. And that's what relationships are all about. So if I just come to you and I say, listen, I just want, 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 want all the time. You're not going to be happy with me. You're going to basically run away from me. Isn't that true? Now, yeah, the same with God. He really wants us to come to him and to want this wonderful relationship with him. And this is, this is basically the, the basis of this entire message. So, the message that I'm going to share from you is, is really from Deuteronomy 8 and Deuteronomy 9. And the whole of De Deuteronomy 8 is where God really talks um, through Moses, where he speaks to the Israelites. And I'm going to go through this. So this is going to be a little bit of a, of a lengthy Bible study, if you want to call it that. But um, I'm going to share this with you and then we're going to go into a few other um, uh, places as well where we're just going to reference. But also then in Deuteronomy 9, I'm going to share a few verses with you. But um, if you want to follow with me, I'm uh, specifically reading from the Amplified Bible, the classic edition. 
and from Deuteronomy 8. Now from verse 1, Moses is speaking to the people and he says, All the commandments which I command you this day, you shall be watchful to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to give to your fathers. Now here, I just want you to note, like I said just now, the reason why I'm sharing this message with you is really about God's love and about God's provision. God wants to give you everything you need. But he also says, even before you ask, he already knows what you need. So, like I said, God wants this personal and this intimate relationship with you and me. So, here Moses comes and he says, God wants to give you these things. He wants you to go in and possess the stuff that is already given to you. But I just want to point out to you here, because here, even in the first verse, uh, Moses says here, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to give to your fathers. Now this word multiply, many people when they look at uh, Genesis uh, 1 verse 28, they think that this verse where God right in the beginning says to man, he says, be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth. People think that that means just to go and have children, just to go and make babies. But that is not what this word means. And this is so precious to me because here God really explains what this multiplication means. So I'm going to point this out to you as, as we go along. But this was so precious to me and especially in the... Uh, in the ninth chapter, I'm going to come back to this again, but I just want to uh, draw your attention to the specific verse because God doesn't only want you and I to have children. He wants everything that he's given us. He wants you and I to multiply that to his glory and so that we can use it to our benefit, but also in the first place to the benefit of all his people and to expand and to establish his kingdom right here in the earth and we're going to come back to this then verse number two and you shall earnestly remember all the way which the lord your god led you these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to prove you to know what was in your mind and in your heart whether you would keep his commandments or not now, here I just want you to, to see what Moses is really saying here. Now, this is where the Israelites, where God brought them out of Egypt, out of the land of bondage. And if you go and look at the word Egypt, it actually also means a narrow place. So they didn't have abundance there. To the contrary, they were really oppressed by the Egyptians. And they really had a rough time there. They were slaves and they were really oppressed. And God said, when I brought you out and because of the hardness of your heart, you wandered through the wilderness around and around the same mountain for 40 years until those who 
did not want to believe God and who did not trust God. They complained and they grumbled about everything to the point that God said, none of you will actually possess this promised land that I that I promised to your fathers. So they all died in the wilderness. So it was only their children that really went into, into the promised land with the exception of, of uh, Joshua and Caleb, which, which did not go with, with the rest. They said, no, God can and will look after us. And God said, we can take this place. So we can and we will take it. Then uh, verse number three, and God humbled you and allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that God might make you recognize and personally know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Now here I'm just going to share with you a little bit of a personal testimony. Now you will know when things are rough, when you need things. Say for example, you need money for something specific and the pressure is on then it's very easy to go and spend tons of time with the Lord. Then you pray and then you you promise a bunch of stuff and you just want to be on your knees and you just want to press in. You uh, seek in the, in, in, in the word where you can and how you can get provision and all these things. But this is not really what God wants. He wants you and me to come to him. And this is uh, something that I I actually learned it many years ago. But you know what? Just like what I'm sharing here with you, you can take these things and you can try to apply it in your life. And you know what? The interesting thing is that it might not work immediately. Why? Because you have to go and you have to make this your own. So you might need to listen to this message several times until you really Get to know what Holy Spirit is speaking to you. So don't just listen to all the stuff that I'm telling you, but listen in your heart through the Spirit so that Holy Spirit can reveal to you and open up to you what God is really saying to you. And once you grasp this, the spiritual concept, just like he says here, but man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. And that is the main emphasis of your life and of my life. When you and I hear the voice of God, we yield to that. That's what brings forth fruit. Just like in the, in the parable of, of, the, of the sower or the parable of the soils. When this word of God falls into fertile soil, that is when it really brings forth some uh, fruit. That's when we multiply. That's when the stuff that we do multiplies. That's when you and I see results. But when we just go to God and it's just about the provision, most of the time we don't get it. And this is really, I've, I've heard um, a preacher say to me many, many years ago, he said, you know, I lived by going to my mailbox. And God said to him one day, he said to him, his name was Gary, and he said, Gary, why do you frequent your mailbox more often than me? 
Why don't you why don't you come to me more often? I'm the one who has everything for you. So why do you go to your mailbox, look for for mail, for checks, for donations and all these things? And and I've even done this for a long time. I've done these things. I've uh, even accused God many times. I remember several years ago, it was early in the morning, uh, in the nighttime, and I was sitting and I was just... I was accusing God. I said, Lord, I've done all these things. And, and where's the provision? Where's the stuff that you promised? I don't see any of these things. You're not an unrighteous God. But why don't I see these things? So I wanted to put the blame on God. But you know what? From that morning, when I sort of poured out my heart, then the Lord started showing me, No, Yanni, I am faithful. I've given you specific instructions. And when you do what I tell you to do, then you will have everything that you need and more. That's when we actually uh, get to the point where we actually get beyond wealth. We sometimes look for wealth. And God doesn't have a problem to, to give you and I wealth. God doesn't have a problem for you and I to have stuff. Because he wants to establish his kingdom here in the earth. And as we go through this chapter, we will see that as well. You know, I've, I've still got a lot of ground to cover, so let's let's go on. So Moses said to to um, the people here, yeah, and this is really what happened in the in the wilderness, in the desert as well. He says, "Your clothing did not become old upon you, nor did your feet swell these forty years." So although they complained, God looked after them. Their clothes didn't even wear out. And their shoes didn't wear out. God really looked after them all these times. Verse 5. Know also in your minds and in your hearts that as a man disciplines and instructs his son, so the Lord your God disciplines and instructs you. And this is important to note. God loves you. God has very specific plans for you and it's good stuff. But he also disciplines you. Uh, Paul also talks about it in, in the book of Hebrews. He says, you and I will be illegitimate children if we are not uh, chastised and if we are not um, disciplined by the Lord. So don't despise it when God disciplines you because it's for your own good and for my own good. So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and reverently fear him. Jesus even says to the disciples, he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So Jesus knows that when you and I do what he told us to do, then we really show that we love him. Just like in the book of James, James says, show me your faith without works because faith without works is dead and that's just the thing it's not because of what i do but it's the gratefulness that uh, that i show to do what god tells me to do in his word and through his spirit and that's the way that you and i show that we love jesus and god is is basically is waiting for you and i to get in line with what he told us to do Verse 6, 
So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and reverently fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs flowing forth in valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you shall eat food without shortage and lack nothing in, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose heels you can dig copper. Now this is what God promised these people. This is what God is promising to you and I. He is bringing you and I into a place of just good stuff. But you and I have got a part to play in this. You and I need to do what God tells us to do, not because of of, uh, religious rituals and stuff, but because of our loving relationship with him. Jesus Christ paid a massive price for you and I. And Father God gave you and I birth through his incorruptible seed. So you and I, when you and I are born again, we are called sons or daughters of the Most High God. And that's the position that God gave us, to be sons and daughters of him. And this is what he has for us. And this is really what Moses is telling to the Israelites here. He says, you are going into this promised land now. And this is the land that God promised for you. It's really a great place. But you must know what God has given you and also what God is expecting of you. And now let's continue here from verse 10. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for all the good land which he has given you. Now this is important to note here. Moses is saying here, when God gave you all these good things, it's important that you bless God and that you love God for all the things that he's done for you. And here I'm just going to share this uh, little scripture with you. It's from Psalm 16 verse 6, which uh, the psalmist there says, The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good heritage. That's really what God has for you and I. He's got a good heritage for us because you and I are joint heirs with Christ and we are heirs of God through Christ Jesus. That's what God promises us. But then he gives a warning here and he says, Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments his precepts and his statutes which I command you today, lest when you have eaten and are full and have built goodly houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all you have is multiplied, then your minds and hearts be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage who led you through the great and terrible wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water, but who brought you forth water out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and test you to do you good 
in the end. Now this, as I say, and as you can hear what God is saying here, this is a warning to you and I. God wants you and I to be totally reliant on Him. He's giving us these things. Yes, He cannot just come and do it here in the earth. That's why He gave you His Spirit. And that's why He tells you to speak, to do, to multiply. So that we can give Him glory and He can get the glory through what you and I are doing. And this is important to note also here. Remember we talked about the multiplication right in the beginning. And this is really where God is, is uh, opened up to you and I here. And this is what I realized, what this multiplication really means. This multiplication is not just to have babies, but it's really to multiply our gold and our silver and everything that God has really given us. Where is it now? Yeah, here in verse 13. And when your herds and flocks multiply, and your silver and gold is multiplied, and all you have is multiplied. That is what Jesus really meant, and what God meant in Genesis 1.28, when he said to man, when he created us, he said, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. So God is multiplying you and I for a specific reason so that we can fill the earth and so that we can subdue and have dominion over everything. But always give glory to God. That is really what God is saying here. And then verse 17, he continues and he says, And beware, lest you say in your heart and in your mind, My power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. And this is what God is warning us. And we think, okay, this is just Old Testament. But you and I know it's so easy for us when things go well to think, okay, but I am okay. I am doing fine. I don't really know God. We sometimes don't say it, but our actions many times show it. And God wants us to have this intimate relationship with you. You know, I let me use this example. When you, for example, when you are young, or you, when you were young, if you're not so young any longer, when you dated a girl or a guy, you wanted to spend time with them. You really wanted to get to know them. And the more you got to know them, the more time you wanted to spend with them. And that's really how it is with God. And God wants you and I to stay with him, to dwell with him. And dwelling with him means to be in com communication, in conversation, in relationship with him all day long. Not just once a week, not just in the morning for half an hour. I heard... Um, someone say some time ago he says when people say i've got a prayer life it actually means those people are actually saying but i don't really have a life because they think when they spend a half an hour in the morning in the word with god that is is, is sufficient but that is not sufficient god wants you and i to be with him all the time Jesus walked that way and when Jesus walked that way and he said everything that I that I do I 
I see the Father do, and I don't do anything if I don't see the Father do it. I don't say anything if I don't hear the Father say that. And that's how God wants you and I to be. And this is not impossible. For me, for example, at one stage, I really thought, but how can this be possible? How can my, my, my thoughts and my mind and everything that I do really focus around God? And at that time, I thought, okay, that's maybe for people who are in full-time ministry who's preaching the word all the time. But you know what? It's not true. Because even those people, there are other things that they need to do. They still need to do some admin stuff. They still have to deal with people. They still have to do stuff. For example, when they have to build buildings or expand and go places, they not always, you know, have the, the, the Bible open in front of them. But that's not what God is talking about. He's talking about you and I being almost consumed, thinking about him all the time, meditating on the word all the time. And it gets, it almost want to say it, it takes practice, but, but it's possible. I can assure you it's possible, but you have to seek it and you have to think about it all the time. I was at a point where, and it, it bothered me to some extent because I, I believe I knew what God really wanted from me. And yet, when I started getting busy and I get busy with work, it's as if I forgot about God. And then afterwards, I think, oh my goodness, I didn't speak to you for a long time, Lord. But as I started getting more aware of this, Holy Spirit helped me to to get more in tuned to the point now i mean i didn't arrive yet but to the point where most of my time i'm i'm consumed by what god is saying i'm i've learned to meditate on the word to think about it and that's really what meditation is just to think of what god is saying of what god wants of me and to really be inclined to hear what he's, what he's saying to me all the time because he's speaking to us all the time. And you and I need him in everything that, that we do. Now, here's an important verse, uh, verse 18. And you might have heard this. And I think many people might take this a little bit out of context as well, especially if they take this verse and they want to put it on its own. But now you will see how this fits in into this whole conversation that Moses has with the people here and with you and I this morning, Holy Spirit is saying to us, he says, do not forget God when these things are good and when everything is working for you. Because he says here, but you shall earnestly remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is today. Now, God wants to establish his kingdom here in the earth. That's why he provides these things for you and I. It's all about kingdom living. Because Jesus says in the prayer, for example, that he, that he gives us, where we pray, we say, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So God wants you and I to establish his kingdom here in the earth exactly as the blueprint is in heaven. 
And you and I cannot do that with our own thoughts. We have to do it in the way that God instructs us, in the way that God wants us to do this. It's very important. We cannot do this on our own because it's going to flop. But when we do it God's way, then it's the right way. And I've still got some interesting things here to share with you. And this is what I said earlier also in this verse. This is really what um, what I call beyond wealth. Because when God provides for us everything that he wants us to do, then it doesn't matter what you need. doesn't matter whether it's $10 or just a little bit or whether it's millions of dollars or billions of dollars. It does not matter because with God, there's no limitations and God does not want you and I to limit him. He even says, I think it's Psalm, Psalm 78 verse 40, I think, where God says, I don't want you to limit me. You have limited me up to now. Stop limiting me and allow me to do what I want to do. And when you and I stop limiting God, that is when we really see what God wants to do, how he wants to do it, and how he wants to move through you and I. Because then it's no longer you and I that's, that's um, uh, playing the guitar but we're leaving it to God so that he can do what he wants to do the way that he wants to do it. And he knows what you and I need. And he knows that everything is already there. And that's another thing. Just remember this. I'm not going to elaborate on this. But when God tells you and I to do something, the provision is already there. It doesn't still have to come. It's already there. You and I must just tap into into what God has for us and how he wants to do it. And he will do the, uh, the things. He will provide for whatever he wants to provide. And you're going to see now in the next few verses as we um, finish up here with uh, Deuteronomy 8 and moving into chapter 9. Uh, verse 19 of chapter 8 of Deuteronomy. And if you forget the Lord your God and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. Like the nations which the Lord makes to perish before you, so shall you perish because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now you know this is Old Testament, but you know today it's exactly the same. When people turn away from the good and they think they have everything and they start doing stuff illegal things or even th just things in a in a in a proudful way in a boastful way and they they think they are everything the sun is shining from them that's when they stumble and fall and that's what god is uh, telling us here he doesn't want us to to happen that to happen to you, to us. He wants us to have a good life. Just like in uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, where he says, I've got good plans for you. Plans of prosperity so that you can know what your end will be. So God has got a good outcome for you and I when we do this stuff his way and when we continue walking with him and when we continue giving him the glory. Now, here's a few interesting verses, and this is really 
to me, I almost want to say this is the punchline of this message that I'm sharing with you this morning, because this is when I realized the way that I used to think is totally different than what God really wants us to think. Now, verse 1. Moses is still speaking yet to the, to the people, and God is speaking to you and me this morning. Hear, O Israel, you are to cross the Jordan today to go in to, pos- to dispossess nations greater and mightier than you are, cities great and fortified up to the heavens. Now, here are a few very important things here. Moses is saying here, they're going to cross the Jordan River yeah, into the promised land. And I, I want you to take note here. I always thought they have to go and possess the land. But listen to what God is saying here. Here's some very important principles here that you and I need to learn. He says, to go into dispossess nations. So there are people in this place where you and I need to go to who are there, and I almost want to say they are there illegally because they don't do what God is telling them. And look around us today. I mean, when you look in in the world today, everything is upside down. But you and I cannot sit back and say, oh, okay, but you know what? I'm going to fly away. I'm going to go to heaven. So I must just leave this stuff. No, that's not what God said. He says, you better be busy. You and I have to make disciples. Matthew 28. Jesus says, as you go, you make disciples and you preach the gospel. The same in Mark 16, where Jesus tells us to go. We have to uh, set the people free. We have to heal the people. So please, that mindset, we can talk about that later, but uh, it's, it's, it's very important that we take note of that. So God wants us to move in as he dispossesses people and nations. And listen to what he's saying here. Nations greater and mightier than you and I are. Remember what I just said to you. When we think God's thoughts, then things become possible for us that are much bigger than you and I can ever imagine or dream or pray. Because when we do what God tells us to do and do the stuff that he tells us to do, it's always far above what you and I can do, or what we can even think. And that's what God wants to do. And you and I have heard this, this saying many times through people, for example, where they say, if you think you can do it, then it's not God. But if it's so big, if God is telling you to do something that's so big that you cannot possibly do it, then no, then that's God because God is greater. He doesn't look for what you and I can do, but he wants you and I to trust him, to believe what he has for us so that we can do what he wants. And it's always much bigger than what you and I can even dream or imagine. Now, verse 2, a people great and tall, the sons of the Anakim, whom you know and of whom you have heard it said, who can stand before the sons of Anak? Now, these people, these, these Anakim, they were giants. They were the giants of the day. And that is 
the, the land that God gave to his people. And that's why earlier years, which I'm not going to go into detail now, but when the, the 12 spies came back and they said, no, 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 these people are too big. They're too strong. We will never be able to take them. And Joshua and Caleb, they, they um, tore their clothes and they said, no, please don't say that. God said we can take this place. We can do it. But the people were looking at these giants and they said, no ways. We cannot take these people. It's similar to with, with David and Goliath. Goliath was also a giant and everybody was afraid of him. But David said, no ways. You defying the, the armies of, of the Most High God. And David said, with God, I can do all things. And David was the one who cut off his head and the Israelites, all the people, got the victory. So just a little bit on a side note there. Verse 3, know therefore this day that the Lord your God is he who goes over before you as a devouring fire. So when you and I walk with God, and we allow God to guide us all the way. And we go in with him so that he can dispossess everything, the people before us. Or the things, the places that he wants us to take possession of. Then he goes before us as a devouring fire. Although he uses you and I to go. We cannot just sit on the sideline and say, okay God, you go and get them. No, no, no. He says, come, go, I'm going with you. And it says, God will destroy them and bring them down before you. So you shall dispossess them and make them perish quickly as the Lord has promised you. Again, I'm going to read this second part of the third verse to you again. God will destroy them and bring them down before you. So you shall dispossess them and make them perish quickly as the Lord has promised you. With the emphasis here of dispossessing, we have to take certain places. If God told you to build a building, there's a reason why God wants you to build that building. If God wants you to reach out to people, there's a reason why God is telling you. If God wants you to start a specific business venture. There's a reason why God is telling you to do that. Because God wants you to go and dispossess areas of society, of the world, so that you can establish what God wants to establish. So that people can see through you and through what you're doing. They can see God and they can glorify God through you. Because I can promise you, if you do what God wants you to do, you're going to have persecution. You're going to have people that don't want to work with you, people that want to oppose you. But I can also guarantee you that eventually people are going to come and say, but how did you do all this? I'm sure you can't do this on your own. And that is really what it's all about. We must uh, uh, make God visible through us so that God can give the glory. Verse 4, Do not say in your mind and in your heart, after the Lord your God has thrust them out from before you, it is because of my righteousness that the Lord has brought me in to possess this land. 
whereas it is because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is dispossessing them before you. And you know, this is a a thought, and some people may have a problem with this, but I realized when God is telling you and me to go into a specific area, and it doesn't matter what it is, like I said, whether it's business, whether it's ministry, whether it's uh, God gave you a song, you're an artist, or whatever the situation may be, there's a reason why God wants you to be in that position, or a teacher, For example, there's so much trash going on around you and I today. And God is saying, I want you to go and dispossess those people so that you can possess those areas so that you can not only for yourself experience the good, but so that other people can also benefit from that. And that is really what this message is all about. And I I trust that through the the words that I speak, that you will really hear God speaking with you and that you will grasp and that you will be able to understand what I'm saying to you because you can do things that you did not think possible because God wants you to go. And if things are going rough, and that's that's really where this whole message um, started out as well with me as I shared with you in the beginning. I was always looking for the provision. And then I realized God wants me. He wants a relationship with me so that he can do through me and with me what he wants to do. And if that's the only thing that you get from this message this morning, it's this message is going a little bit long. But I really want you to grasp what I'm sharing with you here. Because you you must know there are, there are a few scriptures I can share this with you for example from 2 Timothy 3 verse 16 and 17 every scripture is God breathed it's given by God's inspiration it's profitable for instruction it's profitable for reproof and conviction of sin it's profitable for correction of error and discipline in obedience and for training in righteousness that's really what it's all about so that the man or the woman of God may be complete and proficient, well-fitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. And God is not telling you to do this stuff on your own because he promises. He says, I will never leave you. And this is from Romans, not Romans, Hebrews 13 verse 5, where God says, I will not in any way fail you nor give up or leave you without support. I will not. I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. That's from the Amplified Bible. And you know the reason why you and I have to go in and for us possess these these places where God is calling you and I to go to. The reason for that is also to set creation free. If we look at Romans 8 verse 19, it says, For even the whole creation, all of nature, waits expectantly and longs earnestly for God's sons to be made known. It waits for the revelation or the revealing, the disclosing of our sonship. It's not one day, it's today. It's right here. So where the Israelites went in, the, even the, the land 
was was grieving. It was groaning because there were people that were unrighteous, ungodly people. The stuff that they did was ungodly. And that's why God said, I'm going to dispossess these people. I'm going to give this place to you, to my people, so that you can establish my kingdom, so that you can establish my covenant on that. Isn't that amazing? And then I I need to share with you just here from, uh, from the book of Jude just a few verses as well. Jude um, verse 5. Now Jude is saying to, to us here, he says, Now I want to remind you, though you were fully informed once for all, that though the Lord at one time delivered a people out of the land of Egypt, he subsequently did destroy those of them who did not believe, who refused to adhere to trust in and rely upon him. And this is what we saw. God wants you and I to rely on him, to listen to him, to do what he tells us to do. Because if we don't, we actually, to put it in a, in a worldly term, just to put it, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. And you and I are going to stumble and we're going to fall. And we don't want to do that. We want to give God glory. I don't want to stumble and fall. And here I can just refer you, you can, you can go and read it yourself. This is an, another message from, but it's specifically from Second uh, Peter chapter 1. You can go and look there. It, it, is, it is actually so precious, especially there from verse 5. Because there, um, Peter is talking there about faith. And everybody is saying faith, faith, faith. Yes, but you and I have to build on our faith. So go and read uh, from verse 5 there in, in Second uh, Peter 2. Maybe I can just share that with you. In, in a moment, but let me just give you these um, two verses also here from, from the book of Jude, where he actually, he encourages us and he says, uh, verse 20, But you, beloved, build yourselves up on your most holy faith. Make progress, rise like an edifice higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. Guard and keep yourselves in the love of God. Expect and patiently wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, which will bring you into life eternal. And God is really saying here to us, pray in the Spirit, because when you pray in the Spirit, you're really building yourself up in your most holy faith. And that's what God wants us to be, and that's where he wants to take us. And when we do that, and, and in the beginning, it may be a little bit hard for you to pray in the Spirit constantly. But I can in, encourage you and I can ensure you, when you do that, it just builds you up on the inside. It, it's just amazing how God just works through us and through that to build us up. And um, you're in 2 Peter 1 verse 5. Uh, Peter says here, for this reason, adding your diligence, employ every effort in exercising your faith 
to develop virtue, which is excellence. And in exercising virtue, develop knowledge, which is intelligence. And in exercising knowledge, develop self-control. And in exercising self-control, develop steadfastness. And in exercising steadfastness, develop godly, godliness or holiness. And in exercising godliness, develop brotherly affection. And in exercising brotherly affection, develop Christian love. Now, I'm not going to dig deeper into this, but the reason why I'm just sharing this with you is so that you can just get to God and ask him to explain these things to you. But here, just take note of this. Our faith, we, you and I have the same faith that God has given even to the apostles, the same faith. And God has given you and I specific promises. And through these promises, he says, take your faith and build on your faith. There's seven building blocks. And like Paul says in other places, he says, the greatest of this is love. So it's a loving relationship with Jesus. That's what he requires. And that's what I'm imploring you this morning. For provision, rather go to God and just spend time with him. You know, I didn't understand it at first, but I would go to the Lord, as I said earlier, and I wanted stuff. I wanted provision. I want, But you know what? God says, I know that you need all these things. But he says, seek first the kingdom and its righteousness. So in other words, just come to God, look for him seek him out spend time with him and all these other things will just come and it might not just be as easy as it sounds now it might be with with some work and with some fighting and with some you know pressing in and all that i'm not saying it will not go with without that but the thing is when you and i do that when we really just dig in and just spend time with god That's when this stuff happens. He makes it happen. He dispossesses the areas where he's taking us into, to his glory. And I really trust that this message meant something to you because it's such a precious thing for me to share this with you because I've I've come to a place where I can begin to see how God is doing this stuff, how when you and I move forward, how he just comes And he takes our hand and he says, yes, let's go. And the fight is on. And it's a good fight. And it's a fight that you and I cannot lose. So I trust that this message meant something to you. Please share it. Share it with with a family member, with a friend. Share it with someone that you know that needs this. But also... Uh, take this message and, and listen to it again if you need to. I know it's long, but grasp this, but spend time with Jesus. He wants you. He loves you. And I am looking forward to seeing you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rise and Shine show today. Please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends and family. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.